What's up, everybody? So I'm really excited about something, something that I've been thinking about for a while. I was thinking about what can we create that is really going to impact people and really break it down to the basics. Like, what are the things that pull us out of alignment? What are the things that distract us from our goals and living in truth? It's usually lack of commitment to a routine that align with our goals. Morning routine, evening routine, things that we commit to, promises that we commit to that build confidence in ourselves. So my team and I have created a 30-day challenge and it's called Unlock the Warrior Within. Why did I choose the word warrior? Because we all have the warrior in us. If you're living right now, your family has had to survive and get through some very difficult times for you to be here right now. So you should be grateful that you're here. But you should also understand that you are a resilient, courageous, brave human being. And the problem is a lot of us have forgotten that, that we forgot that we have that true warrior essence, that true warrior spirit within us that sometimes just needs to be unlocked and unleashed so that we can actually live in truth and connect to our true purpose in life. Now, sometimes it's not the big things that we need to do. Sometimes we, we, we find ourselves looking for the answers outside of ourselves. Somebody else, a political figure, a parent, a friend, whatever addiction we have that week, our phones, but the reality of it is it all starts with us. Once we empower ourselves with the tools, the knowledge, the self-love, we're able to look at the landscape of life differently. But it all starts with the simple fundamentals. So what we've done is we've created 30-day challenge. It doesn't matter when you start it, but what you're going to get is you're going to get access to a Facebook group. You're going to get the idea here is to stick to the morning routine, which connects, gives you a better connection to your mind, body, and spirit. And then in the evening routine, you're going to do things that are going to allow you to tap in and have a better sleep because the next day starts the night before. So throughout the, the, the 30 days, you're going to be doing a morning routine and an evening routine. And then there's going to be one thing that is going to be different. You may do some sort of decluttering exercise, declutter your, your email or some photos in your phone, reach out to a loved one, a random act of kindness. There's going to be different things for the 30 days. And I really challenge you and invite you to step into this and follow this through. Because the true warrior spirit, the essence that is in with all, within all of us, starts with the simple practices, the meditations, the journaling, the gratitude, physical activity, nourishing our bodies, sleep. This is all the holistic approach. And in my mind, this is the best way. If you feel disconnected from the world, if you feel disconnected from your purpose, 
and you feel lost, just bring it down, bring it back, get down to basics and join a group of people that want to do this as well. If you're brand new to the personal development world, great. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you're a veteran in it, but you just need a recalibrate, refresher, let's do it. All right. Unlock the warrior within 30 day challenge. All the information, the link is in the show description or the show notes, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, go check it out. It'll take you to the landing page. You put in your email. We'll take care of the rest. All right. Love you guys. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. Today's guest, his name is Zark Fatah. This guy's an absolute legend. For myself, working in the entertainment and bar industry for many years, you know, I have a, a very high respect for what it takes to create success in that industry and thrive in it. And our man, Zark Fatah, that's joining us today, has dominated that industry in Canada in the entertainment industry, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, all of it and has found massive success. And the, the similarities that we have was that once you get to a certain, a certain stage in that life, sometimes it's not as fulfilling. And he was on his 40th birthday and he realized that that life, that dream wasn't giving him what he needed. So he moved to Costa Rica, developed a deeper spiritual practice, and now is helping others and serving them in a different way than he was before. But the beautiful thing about the hospitality industry is you learn so much and it's all about giving and helping people have a great experience. And he has, he mastered this. He was behind some of the most successful bars, restaurants in Toronto and Canada. That's why I was so excited to talk to him because we have very similar stories at how we switched our career paths and followed our, our, you know, our soul path, so to speak. Right. And he's a great guy, lots of knowledge. He's also a huge Joe Dispenza fan, which we talk about. I talk about that a lot, you guys, because I think it's so powerful. And I want you guys to understand how powerful it is changing your energy can be for changing your life. So we talk about his journey, all of it, the nightlife, his transition, and what he's going to be working on into the future. And the guy's just a great guy. So I'm really excited for this. If you guys are new to the show and you're just joining us, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to this, or if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the bell to stay on top of the episodes. We're going to keep continuing to add content on there. And if you guys give value from this, tag us on social media and it's always appreciated. Leave us a review. If you feel called to do so, that really helps support the show. And uh, yeah. Most importantly, enjoy. Zark Fatah coming right up. Zark, brother, welcome to University of Adversity, man. This is, uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while, you know, having similar backgrounds and, you know, similar journeys of transformation. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, man. I uh, appreciate you inviting me on and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, swapping stories and get to know each other a little bit better here. Yeah. You know, I was really drawn to your story, you know, being in 
the nightlife industry and having so much success for, you know, 25 years and kind of learning around, learning about your story, you know, your humble beginnings and growing up and it was challenging for you. And I really, I want to dive into first off, like, I like to figure, I like to learn about someone's childhood, you know, mm -hmm. as to like how you get on the direction you, you get on because it's so different for everybody. And you, but you do develop these, these things, these, these, these tendencies, and, you know, we all go through our share of trauma. So I love if we could kind of start right in the beginning of your journey, like what was it like for you growing up and what led you in to getting into the hospitality industry in the first place? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in a suburb called Scarborough, you know, Drake references it from time to time. It's not always it's a, a ghetto, but you know, it's a bit of a hood and uh, growing up out there was not easy. Dealt with a lot of racism, a lot of bullying, you know, didn't feel like I fit in, wasn't athletic, didn't know how to play sports. So I was always that guy, the last kid get picked on for the team. And yeah, man, I just, you know, grew up not feeling like I belonged. And I grew up with two parents who moved over from Pakistan in the early seventies. And, you know, we were lower income for sure. You know, my parents lived paycheck to paycheck, scraped together what they could to provide, you know, the basic necessities for my brother and I, and, you know, they gave us all that they could, but I knew about financial struggle and scarcity growing up because it was just, it was evident, you know, and I, I had to really find my own way in the sense that, you know, my parents provided my brother and I with the absolute basics, but anything above and beyond that, it was on us to get. So, you know, I, I started working from an early age and have always loved working, has always loved making my own money. And, you know, for me, it was really just wanting to succeed, wanting to get out of Scarborough, wanting to not just fit in, but be liked and admired, you know, so it's no shocking surprise that the kid that gets bullied and picked on, you know, works his ass off to be successful so he could own a nightclub or a restaurant where everybody's going to like me because I'm the man now, right? So for me, I got kicked out of three high schools. By age 17, I was out. You know, for me, it was just like when I discovered that I could use my personality and charm and charisma to make people laugh and garner attention that way, I was a class clown. I was the guy who's always cracking jokes to a point where they put me in a classroom for special needs or children who needed special attention because I just, I was always disrupting the class. So after several attempts to try to, I guess, reform me, it just didn't work. So I got kicked out of my third high school by age 17. And at that point, I was just like, you know, I'm going to give this thing called life a shot and just started working. And, you know, I've had every possible job you can imagine. I've been a burger flipper at Harvey's. I've been a caretaker at the CNE, been a telemarketer. You know, I really just, again, had that hustle in me because I need to make money to have the things I wanted. And at the age of 18, I was in a nightclub and I got offered uh, a job to be a go-go dancer. And, and I remember the woman offering me this job and, you know, there's this beautiful blonde woman, like in a go-go dancing outfit. And I was like, wait a minute, you're going to pay me to do what I'm doing now? but I get to do it with you. Yeah. Okay. And little did I know that would be the beginning of a long, illustrious career in, in the nightlife industry. So that started at 18 
And from there, it went from dancing to bartending to promoting, to managing, and ultimately to owning different venues, you know? So that's, that's sort of the condensed version of how I went from being, you know, a high school dropout in Scarborough to finding my way to nightlife and entertainment. You were in Miami too, right? What was that? What was that like? Cause I was yeah. just in, I was just in uh, Miami for a couple months and that was recently, but like, yeah. that was a, a big part for yours as well. Right. Like learning the, the, the bar. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first time I ever went to Miami, I rent, I read an article in details magazine. It was an interview with Johnny Versace on why he moved to Miami. And in this one page article, the way he described Miami, it sounded like utopia to an 18 year old. I was like, what is this place? I must go check it out. So it was a long weekend. Me and my best friend, uh, my girlfriend at the time and her friend, we rented a car and drove down to Miami at 18 years old. And it made a really strong impact on me because growing up in Scarborough to see something like Miami, it was just like I had been to like Narnia or something. So years (laughs) later, I was in Miami for New Year's Eve with, uh, with a bunch of buddies. And I was out at, uh, opium at the time. And I met the waitress who was from Quebec. And she explained to me that they were actually hiring Canadians to work at the bar because Canadians are honest and hardworking. So I told her, well, I'm a bartender. I would love to work here. She's like, yeah, come in on Monday. And if they like you, they'll start you on the spot. I'm like, perfect. So that's what I did. I went in for an interview. They're like, yep, you start this weekend. I told my friends, see you later. No more winter for this guy. And I ended up spending the whole season down there. So I was there from New Year's till about April, came back to Toronto, grabbed my motorbike, went back for next season. And I spent about 10 months down there over two years. And Miami totally changed the trajectory of my life, my career. It taught me that there's a different type of nightlife. There's a different type of lifestyle that we weren't experiencing back in Toronto. So for me, spending my time in Miami, that was almost like me doing my undergrad in nightlife 101. You know, I got to work the door at some of the hottest parties down there, got to bartend and even learn what a promoter was by living in Miami. Because back then in Toronto in 1997, we didn't have promoters. Mm. You know, we had, you got in line, you paid your five bucks to get in and you listened to some cheesy top 40 music. There was no, there was no curation. There was no unique elements to nightlife back in 1997. Mm. So what I experienced in Miami for me was, you know, it was mind blowing. And those are the concepts and ideas that I brought back to Toronto in 1999 and then started throwing my own events and bringing a bit of that Miami vibe back to Canada. I love it, man, because, you know, when I can really relate at just like understanding just that, that industry and just like how vibrant it is to once you're, once you're in it, it just gives you this, like, it's, it's hard to explain to people that haven't worked in that industry, but it, it like, it's, it's this excitement in this fulfillment in a way that like, I never experienced unless I was like in sports, you know, you go into a busy night and you're like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is, this is like, this was like the next level for me out of sports was going and working in a busy bar and it gives you this rush. And you know, you're, you have these people and you're, you know, there, there's so many positive aspects to that industry that I want to talk about as well that, you know, that sometimes people don't talk about, but like that are so transferable 
over to like, you know, when you're transforming your life and just with building relationships and, but there's also that side of it where it's so dark too. Mm -hmm. And you, you get caught up in this. It's, it's just so wild because all of your friends, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. You don't, you live a completely different life than most other people. And you, you know, the, and it just turns into this, it, it can be so toxic and it, and although things are so, things are so um, powerful in one way, they're also super dark on the other side. Right. And I, I just really noticed that there was always something within me in that industry where I was like, I knew that I love this, but it wasn't going to serve my soul. And I know that for yourself, you had so much success a lot more like you, you, you were in this a lot deeper than me and you had so much success in business and creating this like massive culture shift in the Toronto nightlife, man. So like for me to like right now, it's hard for me to understand how somebody like, like yourself would want to leave that because you're get you have such success. Right. So talk us about that because Mm -hmm. you were able to create such an amazing, you know, opportunity for yourself from nothing and you know be able to like create this this new life why would somebody want to leave that talk Mm -hmm. us through like what that felt like and why you felt the need to get out of that sure yeah and you know i think it's very important what you mentioned is that yes there is this fun community celebratory element of being in nightlife and feeling like the man or the woman the boss babe yeah. every time you walk into your space or into that you know your work environment and you know you're just with your people you know because like you're, you're right it's like a subculture it's a bunch of people who they go to bed at 4 or 5 a.m they wake up at noon they go to the gym they like your whole community is really nightlife people when you're in that world right and the flip side to that or i'll say the darker side as you mentioned is people are drawn to nightlife whether it be working within it or going out three four nights a week because there's something within them that needs to be fulfilled there's something that's missing there's this demon that needs to be fed and whether it be the attention, whether it be the facade, the ultimate reality that people project when they're in that environment, they have a few drinks, bump a couple of lines, smoke whatever they're smoking, and they're not that person that they're trying to suppress. They're now this you know, alter ego version yeah. of them. And many people live in that alter ego or that identity of who they think they are when that when they're in that environment and that's why for some people it's so hard for them to leave the nightlife industry because in the nightlife subculture you are known as this person and your credibility your respect your influence is all based around the role you play at that time mm. and i'm speaking from my own personal yeah. experience because you know here in toronto you know at, at one point they called me the king of king street you know like i just like red carpet everywhere I went, you know, and it felt really good. However, whether you like it or not, at some point in time, this identity you've created, this person that you think yourself to be is no longer serving you. And the role you play and the perks that come along with it get tired. And that's what happened to me. Like, even though I had a very successful 
lucrative, you know, dynamic career in nightlife and entertainment that's provided me with a really fucking awesome life so far, you know, it got to a point where it's like, I didn't want to be that guy anymore. And I knew that that version of me with those beliefs, those patterns, the limited mindset, that guy is who was in my way of me having what I truly wanted, what was truly fulfilling, what my heart truly longed for. And again, when you're caught in the identity and all your friends are in that scene, you actually don't even see it yourself. But thankfully, I have some very good friends who are not in the nightlife industry who always saw the potential of who I could be, even when I didn't see it myself. And, you know, for me, my real turning point was waking up at 40 and just realizing, holy shit, I'm 40 <laughs> and I don't love my job anymore. And I'm still single and I keep making the same, I don't want to say mistakes, but I keep repeating the same relationships over and over again, but it's right. not those women. So clearly it's got to be me. And it was at that point where I decided to start looking inwards and start to take a step back and just say, okay, what's not working here in my life? And I'm clearly the common denominator. So what am I ready to take a look at? What am I really ready to go to work on? And, you know, I feel that a lot of people, this is where they get stuck is even though life isn't terrible, life is okay, but they know something's missing. They know they're not fully showing up in life the way they want. And they can keep doing that and go on for another 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And at the end of their life, realize, man, you know, my life was okay. It was, yeah, it wasn't bad, but I'm not here to live a life that's nah, not bad. I'm here to live a fucking awesome life. So at that point, I was like, okay, I got to figure this one out. And that's when, thankfully, a very good friend of mine purchased the landmark form for me as my gift for my 40th birthday. And that was my first step into uh, the world of personal development. And it was really through that three and a half day program that I got to understand how I became this version of me and why I actually even got into nightlife. And I got to really understand how the uh, bullying and the racism and getting picked on as a young child created this need to be successful, to be admired, to be number one, and how that was now playing out in my adult life, you know, and it, it's so important that people are ready to look within ready to be fully honest and truthful with himself to look at my life's not going great right now. I'm not going to blame anyone out there. I'm going to look in the mirror and ask myself, what can I be accountable for? What have I been doing or not doing that I need to own up to? And am I ready to take this on? Because, you know, when you begin this journey, when you begin this work of personal development, you start peeling back those layers, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to find. And, and it doesn't get easier. You know, the more you pull back, the more shit you find, the deeper it gets. And, and it's a beautiful roller coaster of a journey, but it's, uh, it's that journey back to self, it's that journey to really understanding who we are at our true core essence, right? So, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. It's so, so much truth there, man. And I wanted to kind of dive further into, you know, those personas we create because we get a lot of validation from those, right? You do the thing, you get validated, you, you meet girls, you know, you get, you get, you make tips, 
you know, you get to do all the parties, you get to all the VIP stuff. And when you're in it, you're like, why would I fucking leave this? Right. You get a lot of validation for being a person that isn't even you that you've created. And for me, that's why I can resonate because I had such a lack of confidence and I didn't realize it either until you go back in the timeline. You're like, oh shit, that's why I started to do this. And then when you start to feel you get out of that rut and you start to like create this life where you're getting validation, why wouldn't you do it more? Right. I mean, you've, if you've been suffering from different things and trauma, you're going to pick the road that feels good. And it's in the, in the nightlife industry, it's like, it's easy to get lost in that, especially when you're rewarded for those, those specific habits. Like you're the entertainer, you're getting rewarded for being a party, the party, the life of the party. So it's really, it's challenging for people when you do get a lot of that validation to say like, Oh shit, how do I get out of this? Because if you, you have to look at the bigger picture though, you have to look like, do I want to be this person later on? It's fine right now, but how much longer is this going to last? And I think that that's challenging too. And then also when you, the challenging part as well is like when you trans, when you get out of that and you go into like more of the personal development world and you disconnect from that, your body is used to getting all this validation. So when you're not getting that validation, it's a bit of a mind fuck. Cause you're yeah. like, do I still got it? Mm-hmm. Do I, am I still, you know? And then that's what's happened to me over the years. It's like, I'll go back. I've fallen off sobriety a few times. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, do I still have what I used to have? Like, am I, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and, and I find that can be a challenge for people too, because you, you, you get out of this, this comfortable life and into this unknown and you don't get the same sort of feedback like you used to. Right. Yeah. And when I was making the transition from nightlife and diving deeper into the world of personal development, what really helped was finding a supportive community. Mm. Like I stopped going to Coachella and Burning Man and Winter Music Conference and started going to, you know, Archangel and Mastermind Talks and, you know, Unleash the Power Within. And I'm going to events where I'm meeting people who are on the same path some much further ahead than I, and some who are just beginning as well. And being able to be in community and listen and learn from people who are going through their own individual unique transformation was super, super helpful because, you know, as you're dismantling this identity of, you know, dark, the nightlife guy, (laughs) and you're starting to question, well, what am I about now? You know, if, if I'm not the guy who can get you a great table or hook you up with a reservation, then, you know, what's my worth, you know, what, what am I, what am I good for? And in having that community and being able to share stories and learn from one another, you're able to be inspired and then inspire people as well, you know, and I then started to get, I won't say rewarded, but acknowledged for this shift I was making, you know, leaving a successful 25 year nightlife career to pursue something that felt more true to who I am. And as I opened up and shared with people that, you know, my life looks great on Instagram. And many people would say I was living the life with all the things that I had and had access to. However, I wasn't fulfilled. 
And I knew there was more out there for me as I opened up and became vulnerable for the very first time and started to share beyond the facade of what I was projecting on social media. I received a lot of support, a lot of praise, a lot of acknowledgement from people who said, thank you so much for being real. Thank you so much for speaking your truth, because what you're saying is exactly what I've been going through is exactly what I'm feeling, but I don't have the courage to get up on social media or on a stage and tell people that I don't love my life anymore. And the people that were reaching out to me, I mean, some of them are CEOs of multi-million dollar companies. Some of them are on television. Some of them are people that I look up to admire. And I'm hearing these people tell me that they don't love their life anymore either, but they just don't know what to do about it. And the fact that I was very vocal in sharing my journey and the challenges I've been going through and the lessons I've been learning, it brought me acknowledgement and validation in a new way. Mm. And I was like, wow, this 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 feels really good but it felt different it felt good in a different way because it wasn't superficial it wasn't about the car i was driving or the watch i was wearing it was about i'm being real i'm speaking my truth and we're having a connection here because my truth is resonating with you and in me sharing my journey it's somehow inspiring you and helping you and for me that impact that I was having is what fueled my ability, my courage, my strength to say that I'm ready to walk away from nightlife and entertainment after 25 years and let go of that to step into something new. And it was really through the support, the acknowledgement, the compliments, the praise from so many people in my community that helped me to have the courage to make this bold step into something completely new and foreign because when I left nightlife in the nightlife and entertainment industry to get into the wellness travel and coaching uh, business, it was something completely new for me, but it's something I knew that my soul was ready for that. I was feeling called to step into. Yeah. I, I you know, in that industry too, and I, what I feel probably people were gravitated towards you too is because you you have integrity i can i can feel that that your success a lot of it has come from you know because that industry can be very superficial mm-hmm. but i i believe people with the most integrity and build the best relationships no matter what you do people will support you but if you're an asshole and you fuck people around mm-hmm. you know it's 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 hard for why would anybody support you in your new endeavors right and i feel like from what I know about you and, you know, what I've looked into and the people that I, I know that know you, like mm-hmm. you always stood behind that. And like, that is so important. A lot of people don't have that over the years. Right. And, you know, where's your thought with that and, you know, how important that integrity is no matter what you do, Absolutely. because if you yeah. want to build relationships, man, like it's so important and that success has got to come from that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, thank you for you know, saying that. I appreciate the acknowledgement. And, you know, when my business partner, Ralph, and I started throwing parties together in 1999, it, we didn't sit down and think, okay, we're going to have 500 people come through the door at this much money. We're going to make this. And okay, great. I'm going to make five grand. You're gonna make... You know, it was about, let's do something different. Let's have fun. 
let's shake up Toronto. Let's, let's bring something new to the city. For us, it was always about the customer experience and how can we be innovative? How could we push the boundaries of the Toronto nightlife scene? How can we have a lot of fucking fun? And yeah, we'll make some money, you know, for sure. We started off always with how can we provide best party, best service, and have a lot of fun doing it. And without knowing it, that's really what our fundamental values were in becoming club promoters and ultimately, you know, rolling all that into the venues that we opened. So it wasn't about how much cash can we make, how fast can we get it, and, you know, how much can we save and cut back on so we can up our profit. It was, our integrity was in providing the best possible party and experience for our clientele. And integrity, I believe nothing excellent in life is capable, is possible without integrity. And, you know, integrity is a word that everybody has somewhat of an understanding of. However, when you really understand integrity and you embody the principle, the value of integrity into everything you do from getting up and doing your you know, morning meditation or your journaling to how you spend time with your family. Are you really present? Are you there with them? You know, to how you provide customer service to your clientele, to how you treat yourself when you go to the gym. The way that we embody integrity determines our level of success in every aspect of life. And integrity is something that it's like a muscle, you know, you, you got to practice it. You got to stay committed to it day after day, week after week, year after year, you know, there's integrity is like a mountain with no top. It's something that you just continue to practice and get better and better at, you know, some of the most successful people I've met when you're with them, you just feel the energy of integrity. You just know they're solid. Mm-hmm. They emit this energy that you just know that whatever we end up doing together, I know it's going to be good because they're speaking from a place. Their beingness is confidence, certainty, clarity, and integrity. You just know because when you feel that about yourself, when you know that you are a man or woman of your word, you walk into a room different. Mm. You are emitting an energy that is now drawing people to you. And this is very important for people to understand because when you are out of integrity in aspects of your life, you feel guilt, shame, frustration, sometimes anger, lack of self-worth. These are all low vibrational emotions. These low vibrational emotions have a frequency that impacts your energetic field, that impacts your aura. When you're carrying around these low vibrational emotions with you, as you interact with other people, they can, those who are intuitive will sometimes pick up on it immediately. However, those that maybe aren't as conscious or aware of energy, they might not consciously recognize it or feel it in the moment or understand it, but on a subconscious level, it will impact them. 
when you're uncertain, when you're shaky, when you're not trustworthy because you don't even trust yourself, Hmm. other people are going to feel that vibration, whether they consciously recognize it or not. And, you know, sometimes you meet someone and they say all the right things, but something just didn't feel right. Yeah. (laughs) There's a vibration there that's not resonating because they're experiencing low vibrational emotions that are not in harmony with your energetic vibration. And that's why it's so important to see where are you out of integrity in your life and what work is there for you to do to transmute those emotions of guilt, shame, anger, resentment to appreciation, joy, gratitude, inspiration. And that's the self-work to do. And it requires integrity to take that on because there's a lot of people who they're crushing it in work. They're making lots of money, you know, and they've got the house and they've got the cars and they've got all the superficial stuff that we're supposed to have, but their relationship with their kids are crap. Their health is not good. You know, they're not giving back in any way. So even though they're crushing in some areas of life, they know that they're really lacking in those other parts that are important to them. And because they know they're lacking in the parts of life that are important to them, they have low vibrational emotions attached to those situations in life. And that's why it's so important to look in the mirror, be real with yourself, identify, acknowledge where there's parts of your life where you're not showing up for yourself and then be real and ask yourself, what can I do about this? What can I take ownership of? And am I ready to go to work? Mm, dude, so much fire. <laughs> That's <laughs> that so good. It's so true. There. Yeah. <laughs> so true, man. And this brings it into the next point that's kind of aligned with that. It's like your intuition. And it's it's funny when you feel that about somebody because you you almost feel this sense of guilt, like, oh shit, why am I judging this person? Why doesn't it feel right? Like I get that a lot, man. I get up that a lot when I, I, I meet somebody and I'm like, fuck, that feels, doesn't feel as good. And then some people I'm like, man, I, I'm going to be friends with this person forever. I just met them. Like it's, it's wild. No, it's wild. Right. And I've always, I've always had that, that ability to sort of feel that out in people. And I think you probably had it too in the bar industry, right? You develop this like, this way sure. of like reading, connecting with people. You get good at like breaking barriers. You get good at kind of learning about people, right? Yeah, nightlife is amazing for that. It yeah, helps you develop wild. your emotional intelligence because you're interacting with so many different people. You're, you're, you're able to fine tune that ability within just a couple of minutes. You're like, no. Yeah. Or, yes, you know, and, and that's something that's served me and I'm sure you very well because- you don't develop that level of emotional intelligence unless you go through a lot of interesting life experiences. Yeah. And you're, and you're pressured and you're tested, you're on, you're like, you gotta be on all the time. And it's, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a lot and tapping into that intuition. And like, what does that mean for you? Like for somebody that because part of that within somebody is, your, I mean, that is your intuition. You're feeling into that. 
And without getting into like your ego and a story of what this person may be, like you just know, you know, like, ah, something's not right. And it's like, mm-hmm. you just know it versus, oh, well, I'm judging this person because of my past. Mm-hmm. Talk, speak to us a little bit about intuition a little bit. And how have you developed that? And maybe how can, how can somebody that has heard that word and maybe is listening to this and is new to this stuff and is new to this work, how can they cultivate a better relationship with their intuition? Okay. Yeah. So great question. And we all have intuitive abilities. We all have the gift to really listen to our higher selves and receive the guidance and knowledge that we long for when we have to make big decisions or when we meet someone new and we need to make a choice as to whether or not we want to invest our time and energy into this person. Now, you know, we have our three brains. We have the brain here, we have the brain in the heart, and we have the brain in the gut. And our intuition is in our gut. You know, our intuition, our gut will respond to a situation before the mind will. Our body can sense energy. Our body can perceive things often faster than our mind. Now, our mind, our ego wants to protect us. So when we meet someone and our brain starts going and there's judgment, there's analysis, there's, you know, taking apart situation, our mind is doing this for the sake of keeping us safe for helping us to preserve ourselves. It's operating from a place of fear and protection. And to tap into our intuition, to listen to our gut, to listen to our heart, we need to bypass the mind. And one of the techniques that I use is I will get myself grounded. I'll take my shoes off, you know, sit up. If you can do it outdoors in nature, even better you know, taking a few deep breaths, just letting the mind calm down and just getting grounded, getting present, finding my center. And this whole process only takes a couple of minutes even. It's not something that, you know, is this elaborate ceremony. Anyone can do it at any point in time when you have these choices that you want to make. And I'll take a few deep breaths, get to that just quiet place. I'll put my hand on my heart. I'll ask myself a question, you know, pertaining to, it could be, you know, should I trust this person and do this deal? You know, should I go on that trip? You know, whatever it is, could be big, small matters. And I then take a breath. And for me, if the answer is a yes, I'm able to fully inhale and take a deep belly breath with no restriction whatsoever. If the answer is no, right away, it's like, I can't even get the air up because my body knows the answer and it's responding. Our body, our gut, our heart is so intuitive. And there are studies from the HeartMath Institute that show that our heart can actually perceive danger and perceive certain emotions before our brain can receive the message from our eyes that have actually seen something. 
So there's a lot of research on the different brains and the intuition that we're capable of tapping into. And, you know, I believe these are abilities, I'll call them technologies that humans have and have had for thousands of years, yet we have become such an analytical, head-driven, overthinking society that we don't even trust ourselves anymore. You know, and right now it's a perfect example of what's going on in the world. People would rather turn into turn to the news, turn to social media, receive guidance and instruction on how to live their life and what they should be doing, rather than going within and just asking themselves the question to find their own truth. And I think right now, more than ever, being able to tap into your own intuition, trusting your own inner guidance is so important because we are guided at all times. We always have the quantum field. We always have you know, information from those higher realms. I know this is going to get a little esoteric and woo-woo, that's good, man. I talk I about this you, shit all the time. I but, need, but we, I know need, you we need people <clears throat> like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Guys who are in relatable to people that we weren't born as these monks or trying to be like, we were these dudes working in bars, just like the the stubborn people that don't want to listen. Like, that's why this is so important because you were a regular dude killing it in the world. And that's why you're so relatable to be able to do that and to hear this from you is great, right? The more people we have that can resonate that message of being that person before, I think is important, right? So as as woo as you want to get, it's important, (laughs) man, because it's an understanding that we weren't taught. And and that's exactly like, you know, it's for me, it's been in the last six or seven years that I've actually become present and I've actually been like, oh shit, this is actually my body. This is who, oh, yeah. Okay. Like I've spent my life, go, 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 hustle, hustle, work, work, work. I've never actually been here. And if you want to tap into your intuition, you want to tap into your higher self, your guides, the quantum field, you got to be here, you know, and you got to be able to go within. And it's only been in the last six or seven years since I began this path that I even understood what going within met, you know, and moving to Costa Rica, even though it wasn't necessarily by design, that I spent the better part of two years by myself, you know, living down there uh, on my own with my dog and having that much time alone was such a gift because it allowed me to actually get to know myself for the first time after 40 plus years, I was like, oh shit, that's who I am. When you strip all the stuff away, the cars, the fancy clothes, uh, all the perks of living in Toronto, you take all that away. Now it's just like, here I am, a dude on the beach with his dog. And all the shit starts coming up. And you're just processing and you're listening and you're learning and you're questioning and you're unpacking certain experiences and emotions. And There's so much to learn from being by yourself and just listening to your soul, listening to your intuition. Let that stuff come up. A lot of people being alone is considered to be one of the worst forms of torture for them because especially don't be a pussy. Don't cry. Fucking toughen up. 
Yeah. Nobody wants to hear your shit. So we go through experiences in our life over and over and over again. And because we don't know how to process it, because for me, I didn't have a father I could go to to talk about these things. I didn't have a peer group growing up. So I just suppressed everything. I just pushed it down and down and down. And many men do this and, and women do this as well, but women do a better job at emotionally expressing themselves. Yeah. Whereas men, we just keep pushing it down and down and down. And having that time in Costa Rica by myself, that stuff just started to come up. And as it was coming up, I was getting to experience it again and learn from it and be able to actually process so many of these experiences that played a part in who I created myself to be. And as I dismantled this identity and I had to now rediscover myself for the first time and also have the exciting opportunity to create this new version of me, listening to my intuition, listening to my higher states of consciousness has been one of the most powerful, profound teachers that I have been blessed to learn from. And that's within me and it's within you and it's within every single person watching this. We have so much knowledge, wisdom, and guidance within us, but we have to find the time to be present, to be willing to look, and then be willing to listen and learn from this guidance because otherwise you know it's just it's just going to be noise and and we have access each each and every one of us have access to this this is the thing that's so challenging right now is like how do we get how do we inspire people to take this action because people especially right now on social media it's all about telling everybody what to do, how to think, you know, making people feel bad without taking ownership of their own lives, without going inward. And, you know, as, as important as it is to have awareness of what's going on, there's a certain amount of like personal responsibility we have to have to do the work, but a lot of people aren't doing that. They want to get caught up including myself, I've gone down this, this, this dark rabbit hole many times on social media. You know, you, I talked about this with Violana Marcus too, is like, it's easy to get caught into that emotional, you know, reactive phase. Mm -hmm. And then it takes, it robs us of all of our energy, right. Instead of us going inward. So what, what are your thoughts? Like, what is the solution for you right now? What is true to you as far as like, how do we how do we encourage people to do the work and have a balance between giving, sharing things on social media and it being like a fear tactic, like a lot of people do versus we need to know this, but also it's not out of fear. It's like, we need to know, but then we got to do the work. Like, mm -hmm. how does, how do you sit with that? Because this is something that I struggle with mm -hmm. daily, bro. It's like, yeah. where do I, how can I serve? I don't want to bury my head in the sand, but I also want to share all of the, the, the good things. And we can talk about Joe Dispenza and all that and how he does it. But mm -hmm. like, what are your thoughts right now as far as <clears throat> that, yeah. that being, yeah, like moving forward, like how do we do that? 
Yeah, so this is, yeah, I, I feel you, brother, because this is one that I've really struggled with because, you know, as you start to awaken, you know, and you start to become more conscious, you all of a sudden start to realize, whoa, wait a minute, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on around here. And <laughs> these people I love, they don't see it. How do they not see it? And as you start to do this work, you start to develop new skills, modalities, and new awareness. You want to share that with everybody you love. You know, you want to be able to just shake them and just hit them with a consciousness stick. And all of a sudden, like, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, you're right. Mm. But not everybody's going to wake up. Not everybody's going to have this shift in consciousness. And I don't want to say it's painful, but it's a part of this process of life that we have to accept that we need to meet and understand people where they're at and love them the way they are and just accept that not everybody is going to have this awakening, have this shift in consciousness to see beyond the 3D matrix and this paradigm that we are currently living in. And the most we can do is be the embodiment, be the example, be the inspiration of what it is to be enlightened, to be living life at a higher level of consciousness, to be loving, compassionate, to live your life from a place of abundance and joy and play and fun. Because you could have all the tools, all the books, all the exercises and lay it out in front of the people in your life that you love the most. And most of them probably won't even pick it up. They won't even look at it. Not yet, at least. People will choose to learn and choose to change when they're ready. Because what we're talking about is life-altering, paradigm-shattering information that not everybody is ready for. However, if your soul... If your being and where you're at in this journey of your soul's existence is ready to transcend to that higher level of consciousness and you're willing to take action and live your life from that place of, you know, what many refer to as a 5D level of consciousness, then beautiful. But you can't force someone. You can't motivate them or you can't convince them that you know this is what they should be doing just because you've discovered that there is another way to live life and that there is a different paradigm that you're choosing to operate by you can have that discovery for yourself but you can't force other people to have it. All you can be is the inspiration. You can share your resources. You can share content that may inspire people, that may intrigue them into learning more. But right now, you know, I think people are so tired of being told what to do and being made feel guilty for not living their life in a certain way that many people are very resistant to anyone who tries to tell them about change right now, you know? So for me, I, I pulled back from sharing a lot of content that I felt people needed to know. You know, I 
you know, there's a, a meme out there that says, I'm not trying to convince the sheep. I'm trying to wake up the lions. And I don't like that term sheep because I find it to be demeaning. However, that's my perspective. Like the content that I share and the message I have is if you're awake, you're a lion, you're a leader, you're a critical thinker. Amazing. We got some work to do, yeah. you know, and if you are subscribing to a different narrative or you just don't care enough to really look into the situation to make a conscious choice as to how you want to live your life on your own terms, then that's your life path. And I love you, accept you for whatever choices you've made. And that's the timeline that you're going to live and experience. And it's all good. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. And for those who are waking up and asking questions and diving deeper into themselves and doing the work to expand their consciousness, you know, this is, uh, this is a really beautiful and exciting time to be alive. I believe we're going through a massive shift in what it means to be human. And I think that, you know, during our lifetime, we are going to see some of the most profound changes, improvements in humanity in, in centuries. So um, just keeping the inspiration, keep sharing, you know, keep making yourself available to those who are curious and, and they want to learn more. Yeah. Well said. I, I love that around just, you know, understanding where people are at, where, you know, the people that are awake, it's like, all right, great job. Here we go. The people that aren't, I mean, there's only so much you can do and you just kind of kind of accept that. And that could be their role in this whole thing, right? That's, you know, in this uh, simulation or VR headset as Dr. <laughs> Joe talks about. Yeah. I, I want to dive into a bit of Dr. Joe's work sure. because we're both pretty fresh off <coughs> his, uh, his event. You were in Cancun, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Walking meditations would have been a lot better than ours in Denver, but (laughs) (laughs) we were in a field. It was great, but like I've heard about the Cancun walking meditations are just especially at sunset. That was like wow, dude. I that guy's event. Like I didn't understand the depths of Dr. Joe's work until being in that room and seeing. I get goosebumps talking about it because it was so fucking powerful that nobody can understand the level of healing and heart opening that happens in that space until you see it. Like seeing people walk out of their walkers for the first time, like shit that I never thought I was, I was, I couldn't believe it, man. I'm still in shock. And there was just such a heart opening that I had. And I was just, I was just blown away. I'd, I'd love to hear what was your, cause I know you, after your experience, you kind of, you shifted a little bit. You weren't sharing as much. And I remember you talked about it. You're taking a break, Mm -hmm. you know, walk us through what that was like for you experiencing Dr. Joe and maybe walk, talk to the listeners because you're very good at explaining these things. So maybe Mm -hmm. ask you like, how is his work? How do you embody it and explain his work to the listeners a little bit and maybe some of the shifts that you had? Sure. So, you know, I think one of the things that Dr. Joe does really well, he explains the supernatural in a way that is comprehensible. It is a bit easier to understand in the sense that he 
you know, first off, he, he doesn't seem or try to come off as some sort of mystic. You know, he, I think a 59 year old guy from New York who, you know, chiropractor, who's had an amazing career, you know, he's been around for 30 plus years and he speaks and shares his knowledge from a place of, it, it almost feels like you're talking to your friend's uncle or something. You know, he doesn't try to come off as someone who, you know, like a guru, for example. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's, he's charming, he's funny, he's relatable, and he likes to have fun with the audience, you know? So I really enjoyed hearing him live and being in the room with him because his energy really, really is infectious. So Dr. Joe explains the process of manifestation in a way that is tangible and in a way that really is applicable where you can now understand the steps of like, oh, okay, this is why we meditate. And this is how vibration, you know, actually creates the things that we want in our life. And Essentially, you know, obviously the law of attraction, the process of manifestation is something that has been spoken about for many years. You know, Bob Proctor, Thinking Grow Rich, The Secret, all talk about visualization, meditation, raising your emotional state and calling in what you want. Now, for some people, they're like, oh, that just sounds too good to be true. Let me, there's, okay, so I want that new car and I'm going to meditate and three months from now, it's going to be there. I mean, it's not quite that simple. However, it's super important to start with the belief that if we can hold it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. And if we can truly believe it, we can achieve it, we can conceive it. And our ability to control matter using energy is a real thing because at the end of the day, everything is energy. And when we can alter our energy, and this goes back to, you know, our different emotional vibrational frequencies, when we can alter our emotional state and we can get to a place of love, joy, gratitude, abundance, enlightenment, inspiration, when we can shift our perspective, let go of beliefs, process trauma, transmute those low vibrational emotions into those high vibrational emotions. We are raising our vibrational frequency. We are changing the frequency of our aura. And when we change our frequency, like attracts like, we are then a magnet for those high vibrational things that we want in our life, whether it be a new partner, whether it be that job we really want, whether it be that car or some you know, whatever, possession it is that you desire when we are able to do the work have a clear vision of what it is that we want to create for our life in meditation feel experience really connect with the emotion of that experience that you are visualizing that you are calling in you are now connecting with that future version of yourself, that future experience that already has that thing that you desire. And you're able to connect with that experience on a vibrational level. And when you have that connection, 
and you believe that it is possible because it exists in a different timeline that you have yet to live into, you are then changing the course of your timeline. You are now then calling that thing that you desire to you. Now, of course, it requires inspired action and it requires living in alignment with the thing that you are calling in. However, it is so important to hold that vision strong and imagine yourself having that thing or being with that person or living in that country that you desire. Because again, our thoughts create our reality. And when we can hold it in our mind and we can visualize ourselves having that thing that we desire so dearly and we connect with the emotion, our heart feels that love, feels that gratitude. Our heart feels the emotion of the version of us that has what we desire. We are now altering our future to call in this thing. And we are altering our timeline to match that future timeline where we already have all those things that we desire. And, you know, I'm obviously giving you the short and condensed version of it. However, in theory, this is what Dr. Joe speaks about. It's during the deep meditations when we can connect our heart, <laughs> sorry, our heart <laughs> and our mind, and we have that heart-mind coherence. Mm. That is such, that is when our aura, that is when we have the resonance between our heart and our mind, and our aura is now in a more cohesive state where not only are we beaming extra radiance, like we are, you know, our aura, our energetic field is even more powerful during the heart brain coherent state, but also we are healing our body. We are bringing a more cohesive state to our overall energetic field. And what happens in our energetic field happens within our body, mm. you know, and you know, Dr. Joe speaks about this as well, that, you know, if you are harboring low vibrational emotions, if you are feeling guilt, anger, or resentment, and you're holding on to those feelings for so many years, ultimately those low vibrational energies are going to show up as physical ailments, illnesses, disease conditions within the body. So whatever happens in the energetic body is going to show up in the physical body. And that's why meditation and reaching those states of heart mind coherence are so important because when we're in that coherent state, we are now healing our energetic body and becoming a magnet for all the things that we desire. Well said. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a powerful, it just, for, for any skeptics, that's, what's so great about it is that if you are a skeptic, it'll be hard for you to be a skeptic after that because he's not one that talks about horoscopes. He's like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. That's why I love Dr. Joe is because he's like, he's, he's a dude, he's funny. And yeah. he's like, he jokes around about the bullshit that he hears. He's like, I'm about science. I'm about this. And, and that's what I like. And he had so many studies for this. He had just like, yeah, like scientists going over studies and it's like, well, how can you deny it after a while? Right. Mm -hmm. And there's an aspect that has been kind of on my mind around shadow work and what he does versus what I was working on before. And I'm just like, see what your thoughts are because, you know, before I had thought, you know, with shadow work, it's, it's important to like go into it and really feel it and do all the things. And I still think that's really important, but after doing Dr. Joe's stuff, 
it kind of shifted how I feel around that process yet there you can intertwine them. But I want to ask you, like, you know how he says to focus on the love and the light, right. And to really have that as like your, <coughs> your North star always, but you're still going to have to sit through the shit. I guess what my question is like, how would you combine shadow work and like dealing with that darkness of your own shit with mm -hmm. his work? And do you do that? And maybe walk us through a process of, of how somebody can do that. Because, you know, I've been working through this stuff for a while and, you know, it's, it's easy for us to kind of get lost in that darkness too and become that and be addicted to trauma because that's all we're talking about and thinking about and connecting with people on. And we kind of forget like what our main objective is, which usually is light or love, you know, walk us through that a little bit, man. What's, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Give me one second. I just got to hit the button here real quick. The process of shadow work is absolutely essential to evolving your consciousness and really being able to lighten your energy body so that you are this powerful magnet for all that you desire. And to not do the shadow work would be like spiritually bypassing the, the deep stuff that's there, that's always going to be there. And I believe you're only going to be able to get so far in your journey without having to do that deep work. And, and that deep work, the shadow work is your greatest teacher. Doing the shadow work is painful and be super exposing and raw and revealing. However, that's where your greatest lessons are because a lot of the behaviors and patterns and the things that we don't like that we do right now, the root cause of those behaviors are deep in your shadows. And those behaviors are from beliefs that were created from experiences that happened when you were so young that you weren't able, able to process it. Your young mind made a decision at that point that that's just the way life was going to be or that you're not worthy of love or that you're never going to have financial abundance. Whatever belief you created at that young age is playing a part in who you are today. And until you're ready to look into the shadows to explore and unpack what happened that created this belief for you that created this pain it's created these limitations that are holding you back from being fully you because you can't grow you can't evolve you can't expand if you've got those deep wounds and those traumas and experiences that haven't been processed. It's like trying to take flight, but you've got like rocks in your pocket holding you down. Mm. Yeah, you'll fly. You might get off the ground, but you're not going to fly as far or as high until you deal with the shit that's there in the shadows. And 
yes, with personal development and spirituality, there's all kinds of you know, tools and exercises and modalities we can use to bypass or to, you know, coach ourselves out of, you know, some of these scenarios or experiences that we're maybe not quite ready to face yet. However, it's going to come up at some point in time and you could either take it on by way of looking for it, doing the work, you know, doing the deep dive into yourself to see what am I afraid of here? What am I hiding? What am I scared to see? And exploring that. And that could look like having some very real and raw conversations with your parents. You know, it could be speaking to some ex-partners to get some real raw feedback on who you were in those relationships. It could be speaking to some of the people that are closest in your life to find out, you know, where is it that they feel that you are not fully showing up as yourself. And again, taking ownership for these behaviors, taking ownership for your lack of integrity and asking yourself, why am I not showing up in full integrity? Why am I avoiding this? Why am I lying to myself? Why am I hiding? And you got to be brutally raw and honest with yourself. And that's why, you know, working with a coach, going on a retreat, you know, obviously many people up for plant medicine, they work with people who can support them through the process because naturally we want to feel good. We don't want to feel pain. We don't want to uncover that stuff that's going to make us cry and going to make us feel those feels, those pain, that emotion that we've been trying to bury for many, many years. And I know you've experienced ayahuasca, you know, in, in the last year or so. And I know that from my own personal experience, it brought up things for me that were not even in my consciousness. It brought up things that were beyond my own ability to consciously identify because my subconscious mind had it buried to protect me, to keep me from feeling the pain, you know, and, and we get, we can get really good at that, you know, doing everything we can to bury, suppress and hide those experiences that are going to make us feel the pain that we've been avoiding. However, that pain is going to show up at some point in time. You could either consciously choose to take it on, face it, deal with it so you could heal it, or it's going to come up at a later point in time in life. Yet by that time, it's going to have created decades of pain, suffering, frustration that you could have avoided if you chose to face it full on. You know, and there's many people who unfortunately don't start to face their shadows until the end of their life. And they realize that they didn't really live the life that they wanted for themselves, you know, or they have many regrets of things they didn't do, things they didn't say, things they didn't try because of these beliefs, because of these stories that they've been telling themselves for most of their life. And that's tragic. 
that's tragic. It's sad that some people just don't have the courage to take it on. But shadow work is absolutely essential and necessary to do in order for you to transmute the low vibrational emotions, for you to have gratitude and appreciation for all the shit that life throws at us so that we can learn from it, feel it, heal it, process it, let it go and evolve because it's through the challenges, it's through the darkness, it's through the traumas that we've experienced that we grow and that we expand and that we elevate our consciousness. Mm. If you could give your 30 year old self some advice, <laughs> what would you say? Slow down, take a look around, be present, enjoy everything that you're feeling in this moment, and don't be in such a rush to move on to the next whatever it is that you have in your agenda. Be intentional. Be conscious and most importantly, be present and enjoy all that your amazing life has to offer you right now. Because again, being alone in Costa Rica and looking back on the amazing life I've lived, it was a blur because I was so focused on the next thing that as I was currently enjoying what it was that I was working towards for so long, I wasn't even the moment because I was looking at that next thing that I'm focused on. And I think so many of us do that where our joy, our success, the goal that we want is a moving target. And when we finally get there, we're not even there to enjoy it. So being present and really being able to savor the moment is so, so important because one day, many years from now, you'll look back and those will be the moments that you'll think about and you'll wish that you were fully present for. Mm. Love it. Yeah, it's the journey is the thing. The journey brings the fulfillment, <laughs> not the thing that we're, we think we're seeking. You know, when you look back and you tell somebody, well, how'd you get, how'd you get there? How'd you make that money? You don't talk about the thing itself. You're like, I talked about the hard shit that I went through <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the challenges, right? Like nobody yeah. wants to hear about how easy it was. It's, it's, and that's the funny thing. It's like, we're so focused on the outcome and it's important, but it's the journey. It's like, what did you learn and what, how can you, cause that's where you can serve people is like, is that perspective. Each perspective is different. Absolutely. And, and depending on the life that you've lived and yeah, man, dude, could talk to you for hours, bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on, man. There's so many things, you know, might have to do a round two one day because for sure. like, there's, there's so much, you know, and I guess, first of all, where can we, where can everybody find you? What do you got mm -hmm. going on? Uh, where can we direct them? 
Yes. Yeah, so Instagram, although I haven't been sharing too much on Instagram lately, but my Instagram account uh, and my personal website are both zarkfatah.com, Z-A-R-K-F-A-T-H.com. I'm sure you'll put that down in the link below. You know, I've taken a little bit of a break from social media as I am in the process of developing a new course, which is going to be specifically designed for men. You know, I made a shift in my coaching practice to only work with men for the next little while. And the reason being is I feel that men are underserved and a lot of men, especially successful men, entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, executives are feeling very alone right now. They're feeling that they don't have someone to talk to, to express these challenges and all the, you know, crazy changes that we're going through right now. So I made that pivot in my coaching. And as a result, I'm uh, creating a uh, online program for that should be launching later this year, but for now, social media, Instagram, I mean, I don't really post on Facebook anymore, but yeah, Instagram is really the best way to find me. And, and I still post a lot of Instagram stories and stuff like that, but yeah, that or my website. Awesome, man. If you could give a tip, tool, resource, or something to the listeners out there who are struggling right now, going through adversity or, you know, the inner struggle within themselves, what advice would you give? Hmm. You already know the answer. You have the answer within you. And as we said before, connecting with your intuition, trusting your gut, listening to the intuitive guidance that we have within us is all you need. And you have to trust yourself and believe that you already know the answer. And there's a lot of confusion in the world right now, a lot of polarizing opinions, a lot of different information sources projecting their own narrative and agenda. And now more than ever, you need to be a critical thinker. You need to trust your own intuition. You need to believe in yourself and you need to go within because the powers that be are doing everything they can to have the population follow a narrative for a specific agenda. And you know your own truth. Stand strong in that and live your life based on that truth. There's going to be some hard sacrifices you might have to make. However, when you're living in alignment with your truth, you're being bold and you're taking action, the universe will reward you. Mm. So true. Well said, man. Dude, thank you, Zark. I appreciate you, man. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And hopefully next time we get to do this, we'll be sitting uh, in two beach chairs next to one another in Osada. Yeah, dude. I, that seems actually like a good chance. <laughs> I'll be back in November. So, you know, yeah. if, you, if you plan on coming down, let me know and we'll schedule something. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll put everything in the show notes. Thanks so much, everybody. Dude, this was fire and appreciate everything you're doing in the world. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to check out Zark's social media and what he's got going on. Great guy. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that conversation. Make sure to follow him. Also, guys, make sure to join the Unlock the Warrior Within 30-Day Challenge. 
free Facebook group. You get the videos every day to keep you accountable. It doesn't matter when you start. It's just 30 days to get your shit together, basically, right? The warrior is in all of us. It just needs to be unlocked. And the real warrior essence is the simple fundamentals, the daily routine, the evening routine, connecting to ourselves, mind, body, and spirit so that we can unlock that warrior, that true essence. If you need to learn how to be more aggressive or you need to be learned to be more in tune with life, like less shy, more proactive, this will help you. If you're looking to be more balanced and compassionate and more connected to yourself, become a better listener to soften a little bit in a good way. This is for you. All right. Sometimes it's hard for me to explain really the power of this because some people think that you got to go and have these big awakening moments in order to feel connected to yourself and to unleash that warrior. But really it's the simple, basic fundamental practices that we do on a daily basis that really, it really solidifies the true warrior in us. And we all have it in us and in the world today, we all need to embody that. We all need to work together and I'm here to help you. So join that 30 day challenge. All the information is in the show notes and the show description. I promise you, you'll love it. And most importantly, you guys have a beautiful day. We'll catch you next time.